everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Going to talk some high school football right now, JT. Tomorrow on this very show, the Kenny and JT Show, we will announce the All-Star County teams, offense, defense, uh, special teams. We will announce those uh, to you tomorrow here on the Kenny and JT Show. As far as the Stark County Player of the Year and Coach of the Year, along with the Jim Muzzy and the Jim Johnson Awards, uh, those won't be announced until our 79th Annual WHBC High School Football Awards Banquet on Thursday, November 16th at the Crisas Event Center. Okay, Doors open at 6, dinner at 6.30, tickets are $30, um, and you can get your ticket only at WHBC Studios, 550 Market Avenue South in downtown Canton. Cash or check only on those. And it's always a great night, and we look forward to that night in uh, crowning our Stark County Player of the Year and our Stark County Coach of the Year and uh, welcoming all the great high school football players from Stark County and handing out those individual awards as well. But before those awards are announced tomorrow on our show, the Federal League got together after we had our meeting yesterday and uh, they put together their all-Federal League first team, second team, and honorable mention. And joining us right now to talk about that happens to be, and congratulations to him, the Federal League Coach of the Year from Glen Oak is Scott Garcia. Congratulations, Coach. Eagles! What up, Coach? We're good. Not as good as you, Coach. Congratulations. And as I texted to you earlier today, it is well-deserved, uh, you winning the Federal League Coach of the Year Award. How's that make you feel? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a result of a lot of, lot of people. You know, it's not just me, you know, assistant coaches and, and uh, you know, con- entire offseason in the weight room. A lot, of, a lot of good things go into this, and, you know, a lot of work goes into it by a lot of people. So uh, it's, nice, it's nice to get recognized. Coach, how did you turn it around? Because we saw you maybe at your lowest, right? The loss at Maslin, and I was sitting there going, "Oh boy, I, I hope uh, you know Scotty can handle these kids." How dare, how dare I doubt you? You did, and you turned it around. What turned it around for for your guys to get into the playoffs, win a playoff game, and have a winning record this year? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is you know we laid a foundation you know, the last couple of years, and, and then the off season and the weight room. Our kids really worked at it. You know, it wasn't a thing where we cut corners and. And tried to, you know, turn it around quick. I mean, we, we laid a foundation to get it done. And uh, it was a matter of just, you know, getting the kids to believe it. And, uh, you know, we, we had a tough schedule to, to start the year. And, you know, we went over to Maslin and got, I mean, basically it's like getting punched in the face. We never recovered after the first couple minutes of that game. And it kind of got away from us. But, we, you know, we knew what we were capable of. And, uh, you know, we went back to, you know, some old school physical, you know, brutal practices you know and, and we went best against best and our kids competed against each other and, and there was times our practices were just as hard as our games coach, and, uh, that, that was a big part of it coach congratulations coach uh scott garcia the fighting eagles at glen oak coach i want to talk a little bit about what kenny was saying i want to piggyback on this a little bit you're rebuilding a program and we hear the cliches and we hear the the words a lot in the game of football respect discipline get a team or a kid to buy in how do you do it? 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's you know consistency. It's uh, you know holding the kids accountable to, to you know a standard that you set, you know, and not lowering that standard. You know, too many times in, in our society in our world, we that's what we do. We lower the standards for for damn near everything there is anymore, and it, mm-hmm. it's you know one of the last things that uh, you know the game of football. You can't cut corners, and you can't lower the standards, or you're not going to be successful because you'll get exposed real quick. So uh, you know that's pretty much what it is. Now, for our listeners out there, Scott, share with them because I I asked you after you sent me the list. I said, well, well, you know, what positions you guys do it a little differently, right? For the all all federal league teams, uh, according to the coaches. Yeah. So what we do, you're you're uh, you're allowed so many spots based on your finish. Um, you know, so McKinley won the league and, and they got the most slots, and then us and Lake, and then you know, kind of on down. And um, so basically, what you do is you know you try to put your your best kids, you know, that's, that you want to get recognized, and, and regardless of the position, if it happens to be a quarterback or a tailback or a lineman, you know, you're trying to get the best uh, the best players on that list, regardless of what their position is. And then, you know, there's there's times you know you get together before the meeting with your own coaching staff, and then uh, you know at the meeting, um, you know, if there's a question or if there's you know some kids that you, that you uh, you're unsure about you ask the other the other league coaches hey what, what do you think of this guy what do you think of that guy where would you put him and um yeah it works out it works out pretty well coach are you still the ad over there as well yes because my question is and kenny and i were talking about this and andy logan called in about a half hour ago or so i was just wondering when a school wants to host a playoff game What's the cost incurred to that host school to host a game? Everything from maybe electricity to, I don't know, maybe security. Yeah, so you're you're looking at, uh, you know, there's a lot of different things that go into it, but you know, custodial staff, grounds crew, um, you know, you just mentioned the electricity to turn the lights on. Mm-hmm. It's about three hundred dollars. Um, you know, and, and after you know so many hours, I mean, that, that goes up a little bit. And you're talking about, you know ticket takers and, and uh, the people taking the cash and, and scorekeepers and announcers and all those things. You're, by the time that you uh, – uh, the money that the OHSA is giving you, you're going to lose money. I mean, you may make some on your concession stand or, you know, if you choose to park, which that – you know, to me, people are paying $12, 15 a ticket, and then you're going to bang them for 5 bucks to park. It doesn't make much sense to me. So, you know, it's, uh, it's something that needs fixed. I mean – Back when we grew up, you were playing at, at you know the Rubber Bowl and up at Kent State and all those kind of places. And now, right. you know, the first two rounds are, are home and, and they're making a lot of money. So, I think if they want to fix it, it's, it's going to have to be you know make it worthwhile for the schools. Scotty, do you get approached by the Ohio High School <laughs> Athletic Association, or do you have to offer? I mean, it would make a lot of sense if you're going to get a, a Maslin Lake game. But if you're getting two teams that may not travel that well, doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense either, does it? It really doesn't matter. You're actually wow. going to benefit with the with the lower team, you know, with the lesser uh, uh, oh. crowd, you know, just based on the game workers. You may make okay. a little oh. bit more in the concession stand, but uh, that's pretty much it because you're getting that flat fee. Right. That's it. 3000 bucks is what Andy Logan told us you get to, right. to play right. with, to distribute to uh, whoever you can to help you get everything done. And then... Scotty, is it true? Andy told us he goes, yeah, you can do a fifty-fifty, but your fifty percent of the fifty-fifty is cut in half, and twenty-five percent of that goes to OSHA as well as getting the the gate receipts. Is that right? 
They actually lightened up on that. You you can keep the uh, 50-50 now. Oh, how yeah. nice of the Hey, let's give them a round of applause here. Hey, extra way to large. Go, guys. It'll be yeah. an extra large jacket. Thank you. <laughs> wow, very good. Um, all right, Scotty, so before we get into this All-Federal League first team, uh, let's talk about your players that made it, and then we'll name all the teams and who made it, um, and, and give us the, the rundown of the one, two, three, four kids from your team that made the All-Federal League first team, what position uh, they played for you, and, and why you uh, made sure that they were getting recognized this year. So, uh, first of all, we had uh, Jamar Johnson was uh, was our tailback, uh, had over 1,300 yards and um, about 10 touchdowns, and you know, he was our workhorse. You know, Avante uh, Burt also made the team. Um, you know, he went down uh, in the first first series of the North Canton game. And uh, we lost him for a couple weeks, and Jamar kind of took over and, and uh, did a great job for us all year long. He's, he's a tough tough kid, and, uh, you know, he, he's well-deserved. And then, like I mentioned, Avante, um, he's, he's another one that, you know, he's been with us for three years and, and been an electric football player. And, he kind of fought through some injuries this year and still, you know, had over 1,400 yards of all-purpose yards between rushing, receiving, uh, punt and kick returns. Wow. And, um, you know, he, he had another great year. Then we had David Potter was the leader of our defense, um, another junior that uh, led our team in tackles. Uh, I think he had five sacks and almost 20 tackles for loss. Uh, not a real big kid, but he's a, you know, he's a weight room, uh, weight room animal and, really gets after it in there, and that carried over to the field. And then uh, the kid that was the most consistent on our offensive line was Tommy Dick, um, another kid that's a three-year starter. A um, little bit undersized, you know, playing the schedule we play. He was only about five foot eight, five nine, and uh, about 230 pounds, wow. but he, he got after it all year. So those are the four kids from us that made the first team. Here's what comes to mind for me, man. You changed those helmets this year to those Flying Eagle helmets, man. I loved them. That's one thing. <laughs> and is this true, too? Because Kenny told me this story a couple weeks ago. Can't remember the kid's name. Don't remember the position. But he told me that a kid didn't show up for the first half because he was homesick, showed up at halftime, ends up winning a ball game. Uh, dude, that's the stuff that, uh, I mean, you, you talk about, history i mean that, that that's legends. the thing that legends are made out of coach no 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 doubt it was uh adrian burt uh he, he made the second team all league and uh he was he's our quarterback uh had some injuries early on and, and didn't really get going until the second half of the season but uh you know he he was uh he was throwing up at practice on wednesday and i was sick all day thursday and and into friday and you know i talked to his dad that afternoon and and he thought there's no way he's going to make it. He's got the chills and, you know, he's still throwing up and not feeling real well. But about, uh, we just finished our, our pregame meeting about five o'clock. We're walking up to the stadium and uh, he sent me a text to put his, you know, make sure his jersey was in his locker just in case. And, uh, you know, started feeling better as the, as the game started. And he uh, was listening to the game on the radio and said, Come on. you know, we were struggling a little bit on offense and called his dad to come get him. And, and Are you kidding me? At halftime, we walked in, and there he was getting his ankles taped up. What goes through <laughs> your mind? You're like, kid, you ain't playing. I mean, what did you do? Obviously, you know, yeah, he played. Yeah, you know, that was my first thought. I mean, you're probably going to do more harm than good. But you know, I said, right. listen, we walked out, and he warmed up at halftime. And uh, I didn't even tell anybody. Some of our coaches didn't even know he was here. And uh, – I go, you feel all right? And he goes, I'm ready to go. And he gave me that Unreal. look in his eye and said, okay, let's 
go. Let's go. And wow. uh, he went out and <laughs> he performed pretty well. It's unreal. Helped you guys win that game, no question about it. Happy to have with us the 2023 get it right 2023 federal league coach of the year scott garcia with us and he mentioned uh jamar johnson avante burt david potter tommy dick as the uh first team players from uh glen oak let's run down the list here for everybody tuning in congratulations to all these uh, all federal league first teamers your mckinley bulldogs jt uh had the most they had seven players uh make the all first team um a linebacker shakir hatcher um defensive back wide receiver alex vasquez uh, offensive tackle Caleb Edwards, wide receiver linebacker Dante McClellan, uh, quarterback Keaton Rohde, wide receiver defensive back Keith Quincy, and linebacker Jadis Jackson. So those were the McKinley Bulldogs that made the All-Federal League first team. Congratulations. Uh, the Lake Blue Streaks added five players on the All-Federal League first team. Running back Nate Baker, and we'll get to him a little bit later on here. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman Anthony Miller. And then linebackers Evan Brady, Joey Garrow, and Charlie Christopher. And that's uh, why they're still playing. That defense of theirs has them in the regional semifinals. Uh, Let's go to the Green Bulldogs. They're still playing. What a great story that is. Uh, And that's because of Michael Shaw, Antonio Martin, and Zach Baglia uh, as first-team all uh, Federal League performers, and they just got back their quarterback, Samino Manson, in time for the playoffs coming back from an injury. So uh, kudos to them. The Hoover Vikings, who made the all-first team, are wide receiver kick returner Mason Ashby, wide receiver Zach Brocker, and Cole Rembelak. So congratulations to those Vikings, all-first team Federal League. Uh, Jackson Polar Bears had two all-first teamers. That would be wide receiver defensive back Mr. Pick 6, Anthony Fuelline, and linebacker Jordan Warmath. And then for Opa, our buddy Zach Slates and the Perry Panthers, two all-Federal League first-teamers, linebacker running back Christian Ivanik and Brock Huggins, their kicker and punter. So congratulations to all those all-first-team Federal League players And then it was announced also, JT, that our Federal League Player of the Year this year, and I concur with this, was running back Nate Baker, the touchdown maker for the Lake Blue Streaks. And, Coach, uh, you had to go against them, so I want to get your thoughts on that. But we did their first game against um, Alliance, and they lost that game 12-7. And at the time, Dan was trying to figure out, all right, who's going to be my feature back? Well, it didn't take him long after that loss to say, you know what, we need to get the ball in the hands of Baker, and he ends up helping them get to the uh, you know, regional semifinals and winning the Federal League Player of the Year. How good was he? He's a good player. You know, not only as a tailback, but he played defense as well. That, you know, yep. That's one of the considerations that, you know, he's on all their special teams and, you know, return kicks and played defense and you know, was probably one of their best DBs as well. So, you know, he's a, a, a two-way player. I mean, I don't think there was anybody better. Obviously, he, he made it. Yeah, uh, no question about it. And last year, a uh, Lake player was Federal League Player of the Year in Will Butler. Dan DeGeorge won the Coach of the Year, and uh, you get the honor this year as Federal League uh, Coach of the Year. So uh, give us an idea, Scotty. You, you've been back now, what, three years? Uh, how's the second time around and uh, where this program's headed now? You know, it was, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm getting older, but it was a little, <laughs> it was a little harder this time. Um, you go home and... and you know, it kind of sucks the life out of you. But uh, right. you know, once once we got it going and and uh, we're able to get some wins uh, strung together, you know, obviously the the winning solves a lot of different things. So, you know, it, it felt really good to get back this year. I knew one person who loved it. 
told me at the seven on seven tournament before the season started, your lovely wife, Crystal, she's like, man, I miss this. I, I mean, I miss going to the games. I miss the other wives. I miss the kids. I miss everything about it. So, I mean, it's got, you, you got to be a certain individual to basically, and I'm not going to say you're not getting paid, but you're donating your time. I mean, I know how much time goes into these games, these weeks, these practices, staying up late at night, arguing with Rennie Wilson because he calls wrong play half the time. Got to whack that guy all over the place. It's his offensive coordinator. I used to work out with him, Kenny. This guy got in a fight in a weight room before. Rennie Wilson's a hothead, man. (laughs) So the the missus, she's enjoying it the, the second time around, Scotty? Yeah, you know, she's always been a big part of it. Um, you know, she organizes all of our uh, team meals and, and makes sure, you know, she gets them, gets them all donated from various people and, you know, right. throughout the community. And uh, she's, she's always been a big part of it, and she really enjoys that. And, um, well, you know, she, she gets into it. I mean, the other night, you know, we're, we're up at St. Ed's, and I came off the field kind of expecting to get a hug, and, and she was fired up. <laughs> you know, she, 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 she was going to punch me. <laughs> Oh, Scott, hey, Scotty, how big of a factor is it for the underclassmen who will be coming back for you next year, right, to get a playoff win, to play a team like that, to get those extra couple of weeks of practice for next year? Yeah, that's that's huge, you know, especially, you know, we brought up a handful of freshmen that, uh, that you know, we think a lot of, and they were able to get that extra two weeks of practice and kind right. of see how the, uh, the varsity uh, practice operates and runs and you know, what's, what's expected of them. So, yeah, to get that extra couple of weeks and, you know, obviously we, we kind of struggled the last few years to kind of bring this thing back to where we're at. And uh, it was one of those things where sometimes, you know, losing breeds losing and it's on the other side, winning breeds winning, you know, so we're finally able to get over that hump and turn the corner there. And um, the kids feel really good about themselves, and they're, they're excited to get back at it. Scotty, how is the township? We see that there's elections coming up tomorrow. Is there anything on the books? Is there anything that we need to know about uh, playing local schools? No, I mean, we have some you know, some board members up. Okay. Um, um, but other than that, there, we don't have a levy up right now at all. So, okay. um, you know, that's, that's what the... Uh, that's where we're at right now. See, because I'm always worried about, you know, do we need to raise more money, get better uniforms? I mean, I love those helmets this year, man. That was a stroke of genius. Now, when will you figure out what you're going to wear next year? Because I think you got to stick with those. No, I kind of like them. <laughs> yes. I, I like them a lot. Yeah, you've been asking for that for a long time now. Boy, you ain't lying, man. Yeah, forget about that Green Bay. Statement. Look, yeah. man, forget about those Green Bay Packer uniforms. I mean, you got to put that filter. Even the Eagles went back to their old, you know, maybe that's something you do. Could you go to the Kelly Green Uh-oh. Philadelphia Eagle look next year? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not into the Kelly Green. Really? Good. Good, Coach. Really? I like where you're at right Everybody now, Everybody those If it ain't things. broke, don't fix it. Forget yeah. I ain't asking you. I'll ask Crystal. She'll change it. She'll punch you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, last thing before we let you go, Scott Garcia, uh, I'm just curious. I, I don't want you to pick a winner between Lake uh, and Maslin, but can you just give us uh, an idea of what uh, those those two teams offer, having played them uh, in the Federal League uh, this year, one of them, and then one uh, as an independent? Yeah, you know, uh, Lake, you know, the last couple of years, Dan's done a, a really good job with those guys. He, uh, They're consistent. Uh, they play hard. They're physical. I mean, they're two linebackers are, you know, maybe just a, a notch below as a tandem as the two at Maslin. Those, I mean, those right. two are, over at Maslin, they're, they're special, you know, Pringle and uh, Fair. And, uh, you know, Christopher is too, and, and the Brady kid. They're uh, probably the four best linebackers in the county. 
and um, you know Lake's front seven is uh, is solid. I think you know Maslin Maslin skill. They're going to have some trouble with Maslin skill, and you know Maslin's awful good. I mean, let's let's not kid ourselves. The uh, yeah. you know they beat Saint Ed's that, that we played uh, the other night, and you know it's probably one of the better teams I've seen around here in a long time. Scotty, I think it's Nate's best team since he's been here, and no, no uh, we. We were there for your game against them. We were there for the Eds game, right? We've seen Maslin this year. Um, and I, me personally, and, uh, and please, if you're in Lake Township, I'm not rooting against you. I'm just giving you the, you know, the eye test, what I see. I think not only are they the best team in Division Two, I think they may be the best team in the entire state this year, regardless no, of division. No question. I mean, that's, you know, obviously playing St. Ed's the last, uh, last week, we were able to see, you know, that we saw Cincinnati Elder, Cincinnati Moeller, Ignatius, um, pretty much you know, who's who of high school football in the state. And yeah. I think Maslin's the best of all of them. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And if they win it, it'll be their first time uh, as a state champion in the playoff era. That's something that's eluded them. We'll see if they get it done. You got it done, though, this year, uh, turning that program around. You're rewarded as the Federal League Coach of the Year. Congrats on that. Congrats on an outstanding season. Thanks so much for coming on the Saturday morning huddle and uh, on the Kenny and JT show all these times. Thank you. Thanks for all you know for everything you guys do for all the kids in Star County. It's awesome. And we'll see you at the yeah. banquet, Coach. All right. All right. Sounds good.